This is episode 22 of the Lombard Trucking Podcast. Welcome back, everyone. So glad you could be here. I wanted to thank you all once again for listening. I was hanging out with a friend this weekend in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I was showing them the Anchor app and kind of how I record over the road. And we were going over the analytics, and I noticed two things. Number one is that I have over 2,500 plays in just 21 episodes. So once again, thank you all so much. What I had started as just a way to document my time over the road and share my experiences and some of my thoughts and hopefully a couple drivers would catch on to it and I can have conversations with them has resonated with many of you and friends of mine out there, people I haven't even seen in over 10 years. You've reached out to me, offered your words of encouragement. Thank you all so much again for listening. Number two is you can actually see on the analytics page which countries are listening to your podcast. And unless Anchor is completely lying, or their system is absolutely flawed beyond belief. At least one person in every inhabitable continent on this planet has consumed my podcast. So whether you're in Finland, Malaysia, Philippines, wherever you are, whoever you are, you could find me on Twitter and Instagram. I want to talk to you, engage your opinions on the things that I've been talking about. But thank you all once again for listening. Now, with that, let me bring you back up to the same mile marker I'm currently at. I last left you off. I had gotten that rock star load that took me to Marathon, Florida, smack dab in the middle of the Florida Keys, and I have not stopped thinking about that place ever since I left. Best load by far between company driver and owner-operator. Highest paying load. Weather was gorgeous. Humidity was lower. Nice, cool breeze. I had ocean ocean view parking. I was parked on the side of the road in a little pull-off you know, uh, dirt lot thing, but ocean view nonetheless. There was a restaurant half mile from where I was parked I walked to. I made a pretty good YouTube video documenting that whole delivery and my time down there in the Keys. Go check it out on my YouTube channel, Lombard Trucking. It was awesome, man. I will take that load 10 out of 10 times, especially for the type of money I paid. Now, like I had mentioned in the last episode, I needed to get the hell out of Florida I had a couple weddings that weekend back up in Connecticut. And I've mentioned before, rates coming out of Florida are tough. Uh, Historically, just not that good. Reason being why Florida's rates are so bad is Florida has a lot of stuff that does come into it. Now, when that happens, that means you have a lot of trucks coming into Florida. And this is just basic supply and demand. When the trucks outnumber the loads, rates are just going to be low. That's how it is. When you got more trucks than loads, unfortunately... It's, you know, it, that's the market. So you, you kind of take what you can get getting out of there. I got lucky. Now required, you know, about four or five hours of empty time going up from Marathon to Fort Myers. That's where I had picked up, grabbed a fully loaded trailer of juice. And that was going all the way up 95 to 91 to Rocky Hill, Connecticut, to a Cisco food distributors. That... Um, That ride up 95, very near and dear to my heart. That stretch between North Carolina and Connecticut is one I know all too well. Really brings me back to when I started dating my wife in 2010. And while we were long distance in 2010, 11, and half of 2012, I must have made that ride dozens of times. This time it hits a little bit different, though, compared to being in the 2005 Cavalier. I'm now in a 2018 Peterbilt 579. So the fuel it tolls or a little bit more of a gut check than they were some 10 years ago. But I didn't let that negative energy bring me down. I let the warm and fuzzy of, you know, reminiscing and relishing the moment of 
feeling like I was 21 again, take precedence over, you know, kind of the economy. You got to just take yourself out of that mentality because that's not how you're going to make it out here. If you just, if you keep focused on the negative and you, you know, you get caught up in the algorithms on social media and you keep seeing videos and you keep seeing what's going on out there, you know, you're just going to spend your days miserable, especially when you're alone and over the road. So I said, forget about all that. And I just made my way north best way I knew how. I did top off and get fuel in Baltimore. Once you go north of Maryland, that's when fuel just becomes out of the question. I personally am not going to be paying over $6 a gallon for diesel fuel. That is just the way it is. But I got myself up to Connecticut, quick and easy delivery there. Got myself early. So overall, I, I was way ahead of the week when it comes to you know just budgeting and the revenue in we got for the week. So I, I bought myself a, a long weekend back home. And it was a very enjoyable one. Got a lot of good workouts in. Hit the gym with some old college friends. Went to a wedding on Saturday in upstate New York. It was beautiful. Congrats to my friend Mike and his wife Amy. And then the next day, turn it right back around. Had a, had a wedding at THC in Derby, the hops company. Awesome spot. If you're, if you're in Connecticut and you've never been, you got to go. They serve Zuparty's Pizza. Some of the best pizza on the planet. I had Zuparty's at my own wedding. That's how you know it's great. And uh, it was awesome. It was a weekend full of seeing friends and people I haven't seen, some in 10 years, some since I graduated college in 16. You couldn't ask for anything better. Now came the hard part. Hard part was getting back out of the Northeast. Now, I'd already done it once as an owner-operator. I got myself back up there. And if you remember, I was fortunate to find a load going from a little bit upstate New York over to Ohio. Guess what? Non-existent this time. Very scarce. Northeast, like Florida, once again, is a place where there's a lot of trucks that brought stuff in, and so they all want to get back out. Now, here's a little bit of, you know, fun fact for anybody who is an owner-op out there. In the Northeast, if you're doing short hauls, those pay well. If you just chill around New England, you can find some stuff that is paying over $5 a mile, dry van loads, taking you kind of all around New England or just the tri-state area as well. Like I said, then you're dealing with tolls, headaches, and heightened fuel. So, hey, if that's your hustle, you could. You could find a used day cab truck, an, a, you know, a truck that's a commercial vehicle but not a sleeper cab like mine, and you could hustle. You can move trailers for other people. You can get your own. There's freight to be moved just around the Northeast. But unfortunately, I wasn't sticking around. I had to get out of there. Like I said, $6 a gallon. It just makes me want to throw up. All right, so how am I getting out? Well, fortunately... Fortunate for me, as somebody who leases onto a carrier, and with my carrier, R&R Solutions, having their own customers, I was reached out to by my dispatch. We had those Walmart self-checkouts pick up. And that's kind of how it's been, actually, since I started, is a lot of the times I've actually known my second move before I know my next move. Uh, and actually, that's better than you think. Because as opposed to just having one move and you're going anywhere, and then you got to figure out what's next after that, and you can't really do that while you drive. Knowing your second move, you know, two moves, it's like knowing two moves ahead in chess. So that way, you, almost, your, your whole week is almost planned out at the, that point, especially if you know the mileage. So I knew I needed to get somewhere in the vicinity of Winchester, Virginia, because we had self-checkouts at a Walmart store there, and those are going all the way back to Arkansas. Okay, perfect. So I need to get myself within 100 miles. That's the key strategy being an owner-operator, is you want to really pick up your next load 
within 100 miles of where you dropped off the last one. Reason being, you don't want all those empty miles. A sacrifice you have to make in places like Florida, though, especially when you're in the Florida Keys. Unfortunately, there's just not a lot of warehouses, distribution centers on the Keys or in South Miami that are going to get you out of there. Hence the long deadhead of empty miles. But luckily, found something leaving out of Clifton, New Jersey. Load of flour. It was going to Springfield, Virginia. That's 80 miles from Winchester. It was paying over $3 a mile. Perfect. Took me a while to find, though. I had to hunt. I had to hunt. I had to hunt. Luckily, I got a plug, too, at C.H. Robinson. He's been a good dude. Been very honest with these loads, unlike some brokers out there who are, you know, trying to make some money, uh, you know, the wrong way and lying and trying to, you know, control the market in their way. We got a guy at C.H. Robinson who's completely honest. If it's cheap, he's going to be, he's been straight up. He's like, he'll tell me. He'll be like, don't, he'll be like, I can't get it, get it for you, man. Don't even bother. He won't try to sell that shit. So I appreciate him looking out. Got us a good one going down there. Brought that load of flour to Springfield. Easy unload. Shoot right over to Walmart. Boom, I'm loaded. Headed back to Arkansas. Now here comes the tough part. I have to make, make, I'm sorry. I have to find a load that is taking me in and around Missoula, Montana. Now, I had spent every night eyeing loads as I was going back to Arkansas. Now, I knew I wasn't going to be able to go that far away from Northwest Arkansas. I either needed to find something taking me to another load that was gonna take me to Missoula or find something in the area. So I was searching, searching, searching. I had to find a load on multiple different load boards by searching loads going from anywhere to Missoula. That means anywhere in the country to Missoula. I found one that was in Joliet, Illinois. So I was this close to taking a load from the Joplin area to Joliet, which delivered on a Monday. So I would have picked up on a Friday, delivered Monday. And then I would have had to take it, uh, something to Joliet all the way to Missoula and hopefully get there by Friday because I'm running the Missoula Marathon on June 26th. So, the weekend I mentioned where I was going over the analytics, that weekend, last Friday, I, since I couldn't go far, I ended up hanging around Northwest Arkansas and hung out with a good friend and listener and her husband in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And would you know it, that Friday when I had made those plans, I had found the load. It was picking up in Pryor, Oklahoma, going to Spokane Valley, Washington. And that's where I'm at now. I am in the midst of this trip. I'm in a town called Belforche, South Dakota. Make my way to the Pacific Northwest. So last weekend was a great weekend. I got to relax because I already had the load. I already had the whole next week planned out. It was paying good. It's, it's going to take me four days to get to this place. So I hung out in Tulsa last weekend. We floated the Illinois River up there. We got some workouts in. We had a, we had a good time. I got to eat some good food. Um, it's nice to be with some people you know when you're over the road. You can link up with friends and also meet some of their friends because it was either hang out with them or sit in Siloam Springs and idle my truck for 48 hours straight because it's so goddamn hot. So I got, I have been very, very blessed these past few weeks and how I've been finding these loads. You know, it's, you know, you could be two, three days out of needing something and, you know, and you're getting scared, you get nervous, and then somehow something falls out of the sky and you're able to get it. So 
now that I'm out here in Belforsh, Missoula Marathon, where did this come from? I don't know if I've mentioned it on other episodes, but see, here's what happened. A month before I ran Austin, so this is end of January 2021, I was on my way back home going down 35 south in Texas. And Ten miles before the Love's truck stop in Troy, Texas, I had a trailer tire blow out. I was in the midst of listening to a Jocko podcast, and I was kind of caffeinated up, and I was fired up, and I was fucking pissed that that tire popped because I was like, I was making good time making it home. You know, I was going to be able to get to bed early. And I, But luckily, I was near the Love's, so I was just taking it on the chin. I was like, whoop, get right off the Love's. I'll get this tire swapped out. Company driver at the time, so it's not on my dime. Uh, I don't really care. So I go in, go to get it fixed. I'm hungry. I go go to snag a Subway sandwich. And I'm in there at, in the Love's, drinking an unsweet tea, eating a Subway sandwich. And I'm scrolling on Instagram stories, just going, going. And I'm all, like I said, I'm all caffeinated up, and fired up, and kind of pissed, but kind of just trying to, you know, take Jocko's energy and be like, good, good, fucking, you know, good shit, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, if you listen to him, you know what I'm talking about. And all of a sudden, boom, sponsored ad, run Missoula, Missoula Marathon. And I was like, oh, shit. There it was, staring me in the face. I was like, fucking no-brainer. Immediately hit the swipe up. I didn't even leave the Instagram app. I signed up for this marathon by, by clicking the ad and using the in-app browser to sign up for this fucking marathon. Mind you, this is a month before I even ran the first one in Austin. And I said, fuck it, I'm doing it. And I think I had posted about it on Twitter, and that's the only time I've really mentioned it. And I was like, you know what, hell or high water, I'm going to do it. Now, at that time, we were still looking at trucks. So the owner-operator thing wasn't even guaranteed. But I said, it does not matter, no matter what, company, driver, owner-operator. I'm going to make damn sure I get my ass to Missoula for this fucking marathon. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do the first one first. Once I finish it, then I'll know I'll be able to do it. Guess what? Did that one. Now I'm on my way to doing it. I'll tell you what, though. During the month of May, I had my fucking doubts. I spent that whole month doubting myself. Because there's always seem to be little things coming up. I had to go here. I had to go there. I had to get home this time. I had to be in Texas this day. I was still getting after it, keeping, you know, keeping the fitness up. But, you know, I went out drinking a few weekends. I had a bachelor party in Mexico. That was a fucking three, four-day bender alone. So it's like I was, you know, I wasn't putting in my body what I needed to be doing like I trained for Austin. But I'm still here getting after it. And I was trying to figure, I was trying to be like, I was almost praying I didn't get a load of Missoula. And I was going to be like, you know what? I'll take the $160 loss. I'll get you, I'll get you on the next one. Maybe I'll do another marathon in the fall. But I, re, I had to reconvince myself every day that, nope, I'm going to do this. Nope, I'm going to find it. No matter what, no matter what. This load, by the way, Spokane Valley, Washington is 180 miles from Missoula. So that's what I had to do. It's not like I said, oh, if it's not within 100 miles of Missoula, I'm not doing it. Nope, I, I kept going the distance out. Because you know what? If it came to driving, I would have eaten that fuel. I would have paid for the diesel myself to make sure I could do this fucking race. Because that's the thing. If you make a decision to do something, if you sign up for something, if you tell your friends you're going to do something, if you commit, hey, I'll be there, I'm going to do this, you got to fucking do it. No matter what. You say, hey, during the month of July, I'm going to do 2,000 push-ups, then you better fucking do it, period. Don't back out. Don't put, just do it. What else you got to lose? Say you don't do it. Say you don't hit the 2,000. 
Well, at least you fucking tried. Imagine if you didn't try. How much of a piece of goddamn shit you would feel like. But all right, enough. I'm getting carried away with myself. Um, before I close out the episode, hey, let's hear a word from the sponsor. Keepers only out there. Got got a couple purchases on the line. Had some friends use the promo code. Summer is coming. I'm telling you, I've been running in these shirts. So give a listen to the ad. Use the promo code, and I'll get you after the break. This episode is brought to you by Keepers Only. Keepers Only is an eco-friendly and sustainable clothing brand out of New York. Guys, founder Derek Ciliota grew up spending his summers in Montauk, New York on the water. And at the young age of five years old, grew a deep passion for fishing. So much so that it inspired him to create this clothing brand today. With summer around the corner, you're going to want to get some of this apparel, guys. Hoodies, joggers, bucket hats, ball caps, and their very cool, comfortable fishing shirts. And if you're a trucker like me, those fishing shirts will actually come in handy because where sunlight and UV rays are good for you, you're behind the wheel of a truck and in this windshield, it's like being in a permanent greenhouse. Protect yourself. Fishing shirts from Keepers Only. And for all of you out there, you got to go to keepersonly.co. And use promo code Lombard Trucking at checkout. That's keepersonly.co. And use promo code Lombard Trucking to get 15% off your order. And we are back. So recently on YouTube, I dropped a video where I go into detail about some prominent trucking YouTubers who have decided to quit, hang it up, or throw in the towel. Now, these are guys whose content has really helped me all the way back from when I even thought about getting my CDL back in 2020 and the fact that they started creating content and documenting their experiences is one of the reasons why I started doing the same so that way I can give back to any new driver out there or anyone else who's thinking about becoming an owner operator where my problem is is not why they quit but it is how so look I get it record fuel prices brokers bottoming out rates record inflation unprecedented times, bad leadership at the federal level. I get it. I get why they want to quit. Also, I have no issues with anybody who starts a business, throws it, and then sells it off for profit. People do that for a living. I have no issues with any of these things. You're unhappy with where you're at and what you're doing. I've said it before. Just quit. Get out. Jump out of that plane like it's motherfucking D-Day. Change your situation. Do whatever you can. Do what you need to do to be happy. Life is too short. I get all that. My problem is the fact that these guys built platforms to a respectable level and big enough to the extent where they can get residual income off it. And they did it off the backs of the support of guys like me and other drivers as well as former drivers out there. You have these large platforms. They need to be using them to start relaying messages to the right people. I'm talking getting messages out to politicians, the media, brokerages, as well as the Secretary of Transportation. Instead, they are wiping their hands clean and walking away saying, up, not my problem anymore. I just personally take a qualm with that, which is why it's now my job. I will take extreme ownership of this situation, and that's where I, what I will be doing moving forward with my content. I mentioned it on YouTube. It is now time to fix bayonets and get after the situation and start rattling some fucking cages. So where I started out making content, I just said, hey, I want to document everything. 
help out drivers out there. Now I'm going to actually want to grow this thing. I'm not doing it for me. I don't need a million followers. I don't need any of it. The reason why I'm trying to gain a platform high enough to the levels of the guys who have quit, guys like Ken V, guys like Toe Piglet, I want to get to that level so I can start relaying the messages they are not relaying. I don't care about money that YouTube pays. I don't care about how many subscribers it says. I don't care about numbers. That shit doesn't matter. Dude, just give me my wife, dog, hanging out on Ladybird late for the weekend. I, I'm good. I'm successful already where I'm at. Success to me is I woke up today. All right? I woke up today. I succeeded. But you, there's other people out there who don't have that same mentality. They are struggling. There are drivers out there who are right now sleeping on off-ramps. They don't know the next time they're getting home. They are a immigrant. They don't have any family in this country. They don't realize they're getting taken advantage of. Guess what? It's my job to advocate for them. I served this country in the Marine Corps. I'm serving this country as a truck driver, and I'm going to do it again for the other drivers out there. So when I ask for your support in this, you're not just supporting me. You are supporting the trucking industry. You are also supporting a small business. So please, moving forward, help me out. Share this podcast with a friend. Share my YouTube channel. I got a little incentive going on on YouTube right now. If I get 500 subscribers by July 4th, I will give out $100 in gas to a random commenter. Yes, I, I am doing everything I can. All you need to do is just click, and I'm going to use my own money, not business money. I'm going to use money out of my check and give out free gas. I'll do it again for 1000 and I'll keep doing it. I'll keep doing it because if this is something I believe in. This is a passion I have. The word passion comes from a Latin word. I forget the exact Latin word, but it means to struggle. That's where that term, the passion of the Christ, comes from. When we talk about the death and resurrection of Jesus, what happens? They refer to it as the passion because it's his struggle throughout that time when he's getting tortured and all that stuff. This right here, the trucking and transportation industry, what I am talking about is something I am willing to struggle for. That is passion. That is now my passion. So once again, I want to thank you guys so much for listening. I want to thank you all for your support and your continued support. If you have any questions for me, if you want to talk further about this or go into detail or anything like that, you know where to find me. I will be here.